It's Tepo Waffle Time! Okay, welcome to Tepo Waffle once again all. Today, uh, Troy is going to be introducing an interesting topic, question, or conundrum, which we're going to waffle about. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase something that's topical, interrogative, and conundrum-ish. Conundrum just, just be as wafflish as you want to be. Uh, okay, so, um, I'm a teacher, and I teach, I teach with other teachers as well. And I've uh, been having some interesting uh, staff room discussions, not in the staff room, but anyway, in the Staff in room the school. kind of, okay. Um, so a teacher is telling me that he's just, he's just feeling a bit frustrated. He, uh, when I do an activity, the students just speak, they, I tried to do an activity and they just spoke Thai. I asked them to do a, a thing and they took a nap. I... You know, they, they didn't use the grammar that I told them to use. They just made up these random sentences. Is this all the same teacher? This is the, the same teacher. Okay. Now, um, automatically, we know something about this teacher. Well, first of all, he's a teacher who has problems in the classroom, and that means he's alive. That's good. Yeah. And he has real-life students. Yeah. That's good. And the students and are doing studenty things. Yeah. And he's not managing the classroom successfully yet? Possibly. Um, and, but he's aware that the problems exist. Is he blaming the well, students uh, okay, or is he so blaming himself? You, uh, this is where I think it goes. Is this uh, The awareness first and the simple fact that he's willing, that he talks about it in the staff room. Yeah, that's I mean, great. That's a great teacher in, yeah. in my book. Fine, that can be very negative and it, it is sometimes like, oh, God, oh, come on, I asked no, him to do well, a thing. And yeah, yeah, oh, oh, he, this is what he's saying. I, yes, he's saying stuff like that, but the, the, fact that, the fact that he's paying attention to the, the fact that things aren't working. And he's and, taking it seriously. And he's taking it seriously, and he's bringing those issues up in a, in a staff room yeah. environment. I think um, it, that's one of the things that makes a, a, te a, a teacher a real teacher. Yeah. The, the fact that it exists outside of the classroom, you reflect on your on issues, and you want to do something about it. Sure, he's, he's venting out of frustration. Yeah, so the concept of reflection, to me, uh, you know, in teacher training courses, we're told to write our reflections down and to, but in reality, reflection is usually a social event. Yep. Um, and that's why staff rooms are so important. We did a staff room episode in episode did, 42 did we yes i think we did <laughs> okay Something i'll like take that. your word for it <laughs> um but if there's no staff room teachers don't have that opportunity to get together yeah and that kind of reflection starts with a complaint uh, i walk out of the classroom the students have been uncooperative i walk into the i walk into the staff room and i go oh geez i hate those students and somebody will go wow what happened and the dialogue yeah. that begins is then my opportunity to reflect Socially, yes, um, and it it in, it uh, assumes that the people in the staff room with me are interested in doing yes. that kind of discussion, and if you've got a, a group of teachers who are professional, they should they sh should want to do that. Some schools I found don't want staff rooms. Um, 
because they help you also to share your complaints about the annoying boss who wants that piece of paperwork done. Yeah, yeah. So some schools are, are scared of unionization of the teachers. Um, and besides that, a, a staff room is a classroom that could be used yeah. for generating income if, 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 if that's that kind of school. Yeah, yeah. And also, staff rooms are messy. Yeah, messy. And the aircon is left on all day, and people forget to switch off the computer. And everyone complains that the printer's always broken, and Bob's really annoyed that those flashcards didn't get put back. And Yeah, okay. So the second thing I'd like to talk about is the concept of staff room discussion is kind of the format that we have with this very podcast. Yes. Which is kind it, of like, pretty a, much let's waffle about stuff relating to the classroom. Which is, a, it's the staff room. It's a good staff room. It's a good staff room, yeah. I just realized we completely misnamed this podcast. It's it should have been called the, the staff room. The staff room. Okay, now, this particular environment that I teach in with this teacher is quite unique in that there is technically a staff room. And that staff room is a barren, empty space that nobody ever enters. Oh, what a waste. In fact, it's um, some tables and chairs that are pushed in the corner and kind of stacked up and covered in dust. I mean, it's that. It's literally never, ever used. Because there are no desks in there. There are no resources in there. There are no books in there. It's just an empty room off to the side somewhere between two wings of a building. And the two wings that it's between... Uh, one wing is the English language wing, and the other wing is called the neighboring languages wing. So you've Cambo got... Cambodian. Uh, it's Vietnam. Cambodian, Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, da, 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 on this little wing. And then this weird corner room that's ostensibly the staff room. And then the English language wing leads off the other side of it. Well, that, that staff room is problematic because... Uh, it's no one's staff room. Well, yeah. And, and if the Vietnamese teacher's in there... Uh, with the Japanese teacher, are they going to be? Are they going to be reflecting on the Japanese classroom or the Vietnamese classroom? Or I mean, I don't see any big problem with that. Um, I I see the problem is that it's it's not actually a staff room. Yeah. It's only a staff room in theory. So, um, in this, I obviously work in the English language wing, and we have I'm going to say about eight teachers in that wing, eight foreign teachers in that wing. Um, and then there is a staff room for Thai teachers, which is actually also the office. So it's the administration office slash Thai teachers staff room. And those, the, those Thai teachers who work there, they all have their own desks and piles and piles of admin duties. But the manager is also in that room, and the the academic director is also in that room, and so none of the foreign teachers use that staff room because it's it's definitely not our staff room. It's yeah. their office. Now I, I find that problematic. Um, the whole separation of the separation thing. Yeah, the most productive staff rooms I've been in fr from my development as a teacher have been staff rooms where there have been local teachers. Yeah, um, absolutely. Who are competitive who want to prove themselves to be, you know, yep. in Malaysia, for example, I, I was sitting next to, we each had our own desk in the staff room. And um, my desk was next to a, a young Malay, Malaysian woman, a Malay okay. teacher who was teaching in English. And, and in that school, the Malay teachers could only teach up to level three and the foreigners taught from level four to 12. And whether the foreign teachers didn't teach one what, to level three. Level three, yeah. 
Okay. And she had this thing that it was completely unfair and, and she should be able to teach level four just because she's Malaysian. Why does that mean? Blah? And yeah, she, she had wrong. this massive chip on her shoulder and she took it upon herself to, to make it her business to prove to everybody that she was a better teacher than I was. And I happened to be sitting next to Ooh, her. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So we had this running competition about grammar rules, about collocation. I learned so much. <laughs> that was great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I learned, uh, I mean, most of my foundational grammar stuff actually came from local teachers. I mean, the best thing that I ever learned to do when I was starting out was going, go to the local teacher and say, look, just pretend I'm a student and I know nothing. What's the present perfect? And, and I'd just start from like, just treat me from, from scratch, from zero. And I don't know, they could look at the grammar in the same way as my students looked at it. And they also knew so much more about it than I did. You know, they didn't necessarily have the instincts for what sounded just, you know, that sounds right. But they knew about it. And it helped me a lot. All right, so let's go back to this chap who okay. is... Oh. Back to this chap? Yes. So, this environment that we're in doesn't have a staff room. But he's still chatting. Yes. He's chatting over coffee? Yeah, so um, the breaks happen at the same time. And on those breaks, the students also take the break at the same time. And the only real space available to take a break is either hang out in the classroom for the break or go outside to a little kind of gardeny area with cement chairs and tables. And so most of us end up end up out there for five or ten minutes or sometimes 15 minutes. Okay, look, I, I right away I'm sort of thinking to myself, this guy's irritating. I'm on my break and I just want to chill for 10 minutes before my next class and you want to come and talk to me about the fact that six students in your class didn't want to participate in your lesson. Um, I, I, I acknowledge how valuable this is as a discussion. Yeah. But um, isn't it irritating? Uh, you know what? I'm kind of a boring, geeky person. <laughs> and yeah, I, you really are, actually. I, I like my job. I genuinely like teaching. And I like that he's talking about... I mean, of course, this isn't the only thing we talk about. We, we talk about um, the new phone oh, and okay, whatever. Right. Okay. But obviously something that we have in common is the fact that we both teach there. And you both teach the same classes. Yeah. Uh, yes, we both teach the same classes. Um, so you know the same students? We know the, the same, same students. Now, uh, he teaches one group of classes much more than I do, and I teach another group of classes much more than he he does. But sometimes I'm teaching his regular... Yeah, but anyway, regular, you, know, you know the problems. And I know the students, and yeah. I know the uh, everything else. Okay, so he's chatting to you because you have the potential to give him feedback or no, input? or no. okay, He's just chatting. We're just... And partly... You're having a vent. Yeah, but the I, venting no, but the venting leads to exactly the yeah the venting leads to suggestions or well what I do and and um, you know that's the kind of thing that comes out of a, a yeah. vent. Uh, the, the the crucial let me just go back to the staff room. The reasons why staff rooms are so important is because it's a private area where the students are not are excluded. Yeah, right, they're excluded, and so you can have a cathartic moment on the floor, froth and. Um, uh, do your little thing and then get up and go right okay, give me some to, ideas yeah. <laughs> yeah. which doesn't exist in this environment uh, there are often students uh, around us yeah but by venting to you around the little concrete table he's having a 
sort of cathartic moment. And and, and he's starting that reflective process. Yeah. Now, this started off as mainly, mainly event, and there were lots of times I absolutely agreed with him, and I would have my own little vent, which was very cathartic for me. I'd go, oh, I know, I'd teach them yesterday, and I tried to do this thing, and they just did this thing. Yeah. Okay, so okay. you're both so, cathartic. Yep. Nicely. I like um, it. But this teacher was very honest about the fact that he, he said, you know, I'm just, I don't know how he phrased it, but basically he said, at the moment, you know, I'm going through kind of a bad patch where it's just, you know, that was what he was saying. Yeah. But it persisted, and over the space of maybe two, three months, that is now converted from, it's so annoying that, to uh this is what i'm going to try today and 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 it's become a a truly okay so that that also is the the process of reflection the process the reflection process starts with a feeling i'm angry about or i'm exhilarated because or something like that um that feeling then leads to an analysis of the situation that caused it and then the a a good teacher will finally get to the, the the and I'm going to do this about it, or I'm going to try that about it, or because of this problem, I'm going to try that. That I'm going to do something about it uh, is the should be the final stage yes. of the reflection. Yeah. And unfortunately, some teachers don't get there. They they go through the feelings, they blame the students, and then go, well, it's just my job. I must just carry on with it. Yeah. Know? Or they give up, or they just go, I I have to learn to accept it. Or they become an accountant and, and leave the. Or actually, what they settle into is. So I'm just going to keep complaining about it. And they just get well, trapped in that little complain. cycle. Yeah, I mean, complaining is, is cool. You know, it's you, human nature. Well, yeah, yeah, it's lovely. So what we have here is the perfect, the perfect little cycle of there's nothing wrong with complaining about your classes as long as the, that complaint is not, oh, the, the, I can't believe that they make me teach people with noses. You know, you can't. He's not complaining about things that can't be changed. <laughs> I know that was a weird example. Like <laughs> first thing popped into my head. Okay. Uh, the it was genuine. I'm complaining about the way that my classes are going, uh, and it started off with student behaviour, which then led to uh, trying things out to see if they worked, which led to uh, even better the the classroom discussion of not. Uh, this is this is what I did rather this is what I'm going to do I'm going to try this out today I'm going to do it this way yeah and there's also just now that you mention it is insight into the difference between retrospective and prospective reflection you can't you can't do predictions of what you're going to do unless you've done some serious retrospective yeah. reflection on what happened and why it happened and who, and who was involved and what, and, yeah, and what were my strategies and oh my god and, and you've got to go through all of that before you can go okay well I'm going to try these five things or I'm going to try this one thing and watch how it goes or whatever that that prospective kind of outcome of reflection can only work if you've analyzed pretty deeply what what the experiences yep. that you've had you've gone through okay now I just want to flip this around before we before we get a word on. from our sponsors yeah before that yeah yeah i've got that the um the there's a word from our sponsors guys it's coming up yeah be on 
tenterhooks? Yes, beyond tenterhooks. Um, All of them. I was going through a, a, a patch uh, maybe six months ago where I was going through this thing, you know, we go through cycles of, uh, as teachers, and I was in this cycle of, uh, fine, I, I'm an adult teacher in this place, I teach adults, if those guys want to sleep, I'm going to let them sleep and teach the guys who don't want to sleep. And he, his, at that time, where the venting started was him talking about, no, if they're late, if, if, if they like just walk out and disappear, I'm locking the door. And I was like, you can't do that, man. You can't, you can't lock the students out of the classroom. It's like, no, I want them to, to actually join in and be part of my lesson. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? Do you remember that movie with Mr. Hand in it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It's Mr. Hand. It was Mr. Hand. So uh, that was Fast Times at Richmond High. That was, we, that was very we did a close. podcast I'm about well that. Well done. Uh, podcast number 45. Something. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Uh, now, I, um, my, my instinct was to disagree with him. The horrible thing was, it made me reflect. He was the no, one that's not a horrible actually. Thing. That, that's the point. He, by bringing up a problem that he's got, you say no, and then you go, wait a minute, can I say no, or is his solution better than mine? And, and then everybody, you and him, and everybody who's listening, is now going through some sort of internal reflection process. It's fabulous. Yeah. And it, it did. It, it made me start paying attention again to Good. that guy who keeps sleeping. And because I go, that guy keeps sleeping. No one else is sleeping. So it's obviously not me on my lesson. Otherwise, half of them would be sleeping. It's just that guy. Right. And it made me go, well, do something about that that guy. You know, you, you can, you know, I, I of course I had to make the choice. I'm not going to ignore the class in favor of that guy. But I don't have to ignore that guy in favor of the class. I can teach the class and also try to teach that guy. I have a story about sleeping in the class. Can I tell a story? Oh, I don't know. Is it waffly? It's waffly, yeah. Oh. I'm going to definitely tell it. So, I, ha- I was teaching a group of adults and there was this one guy who was going through that sleepy, you know, you have that where you just fall asleep yeah. and he's he was nodding and he was all over the show and, and I, 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 I was watching him and I thought, okay, well, it's obviously time for an activity. So, I ch- changed to an activity and he did the activity but he was obviously really, really in a sugar deficient state um, and then about cruise nights four days later I was in class it was during my PhD and it was in the morning and um, it was a really interesting class but it was a deep heavy topic about discourse analysis or something and I was having that thing where I just <laughs> couldn't stay awake and it wasn't because I wasn't interested or there was just something wrong with me and um, the lecturer said Steve go outside and get a banana just just and and it worked uh, when I came back in I was fine our, our, the sugar intake was great for me and it I had been now been on both sides of that yeah that um, and it, it forced me also to think about what I do when I see okay I see somebody falling asleep in my class um, it's just one person yeah okay that's me I need to change the activity but in actual fact he just needs he he needs yes. a, a, sh- a little sugar anything like about what are those little sugar baby thingies 
a sugar baby, a jelly baby, a jelly tot. I don't know, one of those things. <laughs> I, I think I know what you're so talking I, about. Gummy bear? Gummy bear, there jelly you Jelly babies? Yeah, you, you want to walk into class with, with, with adults anyway, with a couple of gummy bears, and you just slap Start it on his table and go, and have one of those, dude, you, you're falling asleep. <laughs> I threw a marker at the guy in my class yesterday. Yeah? He, he just... He just couldn't pay attention, and he kept on just his mind would wander, and he'd just start talking. And he was talking while I was talking. Everyone was listening. I didn't like throw it at him. It wasn't a vicious like thwack in the head. I tossed it in his direction, so it landed kind of at his at his feet because. What, what did you throw? A marker. A marker. Oh, like okay. And what did he do? His feet. He just went, huh? Oh, sure. It was just one of those things where I just like, I didn't want to stop the class and go. Okay, guys, hang on a minute. Hey, you, listen. I didn't want to stop. You know, it was a. I was only. It was a four-minute thing we, that I we was We have doing. a guy in in my staff room. We have a guy who who just says random stuff. He's sitting working, and all of a sudden he'll look up and he'll go, "37 is the number. It's absolutely the number." And then he'll just carry on marking. He's really weird. And we all. We <laughs> <laughs> You sure this isn't a scene from a movie? <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, uh, we've got videos of him doing it. It's okay. Like really random stuff. And we all think it's hysterical. And he just does it. Um, I think it's maybe like a Tourette's thing. Or... Maybe. <laughs> okay, right. we've, we've gone so tangential. No, I love right. Star the, the whole Yes, the whole point of this is uh, this uh, uh, reflection is not something that has to be formal in any way. And de- developing as a teacher is not necessarily going and studying. I also want to. It can be. It, it can be, but it's not just that. Yeah, but the studying will bring you into contact with other people with whom you can have you can really reflect. interesting, waffly conversations about problems that you're having in the classroom, which will lead to reflective episodes. Okay. Now, just want to note before we move on to our sponsor. Okay. I said there's about eight of us who teach yeah. in this room. There are three of us who talk about our classes and our teaching in, in any meaningful what way. What do the other three do? What do the other five do? Oh, what do the other five do? Do you talk about sandwiches? Or they're just not people who talk about their classes. Well, is, that's okay. Are they are they blaming the students for problems? No. no nothing. Nothing. I mean... Do that, they care? Well, it's a bit hard to tell, isn't it? Well, I mean, they might be so confident or at ease with who they are as teachers that they don't need input. Wow. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll get there. Yeah, maybe I will too. Yeah. But the, the fact that there, there are three of us who regularly talk about our teaching and our classes and our students, uh, in my experience, that's most staff rooms. 30% of the, the teachers are using the staff room and 70% of the teachers actually... 30% of them are using it, 20% of them are, uh, it's their hide from everyone space where they can, whatever, eat jelly babies uh, and play mobile games. Yeah, and but 50%. you know what, I, I get it. In between, in between lessons sometimes, the last thing I want to do is revisit, you know, I just want to... No, I, I, we don't ex- exclusively talk about teaching, but the fact is, with the other five teachers, and never talk about teaching. It just doesn't come up. So the concern is that they're not reflective. I don't... Well, it's a bit hard to know, isn't it? The possibilities no Yeah, the possibilities is they're not reflective. Yeah. So that guy who complains in your staff room might, about the students in the classroom and the job might possibly be the best guy in the, in the room. Right. Okay, and on that note, 
it's time for a word from my sponsors. Right. Right, today's sponsor is paper. A4 paper, actually. I want to just listen listen to it. That's, that's our sponsors. Wow. Wow. That was yeah. very now, spiky. I, I have to just tell you, A4 paper is a teacher's best friend. It's nice and flat. Yep. It's got, well, the one that I've got is white. A lot of, lot of paper is white. Yep. You can write on it. Yeah. You can crumple it up and throw it at students if they're falling asleep. Ooh. In less. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Very versatile. You can crumple it up and play games with it, actually, in class. Yep, mm. you can. Uh, and the great thing is, all those leftover worksheets that you have, you, there are two fantastic things to do with them. Because they're made of paper, yeah. the back of them is often blank. Oh, yes, it can be recycled and used again. Uh, the problem with that, though, is the students look at the wrong side. No. <laughs> You've got to walk around and go, no, 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 Just no, 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 um, oh, I said there was two things. The other thing you do is all those leftover worksheets that are printed on what are they printed? Paper. paper. Yeah. Uh, keep a keep a stack of them because there's always going to be a day when you walk into the the room and they go, teacher, didn't you know that that seventy nine percent of us are not here today? <laughs> and you go, but I had a thing planned. Seventy nine percent. Exactly, 79%. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, but, uh, uh, and then you go, oh, wait, I've got that leftover production activity that's, from that thing that we did last week. Perfect. Right, so if you go into your shop that sells paper, tell them that you're a Tefl Waffle listener and you'll get to pay the full price for a ream. A ream. Yes, you can buy them in reams. Reams. Mm. What yeah. else is sold in reams? I don't know. I think just paper. Okay. There you go. Tofu Ruffle is Shortly brought to you by the non-stop Waffler, Troy and Steve. For any question, comment, com complaint or queries, you can email tofferoffer at gmail.com or visit www.tofferoffer.com.